0: This week on Just Like That, the number one Mike Goldberg-inspired podcast on the planet. We're going to have a, uh, a short episode here for you guys, no, uh, no segments, um, so we'll start back up with that next week. It's been a crazy week for the uh, JLT boys over here, so we're just going to hit you with the recap of UFC 276, Adesanya vs. Cannonier, and last but not least, preview UFC on ESPN, DeSanges versus Fiziev. Here we go. <laughs>
1: Alright, here we go. Welcome back. A little later in the week this week, um, recovering from a holiday weekend. I don't know where the time went. I don't know. It's been insane, but wanted to get back, wanted to get the recap in, and wanted to get the preview out before this weekend's event. Um, so unlike usual, we'll jump right into our, pre- or our recap here. Probably our takes both would have been formulated around something that happened in this event, so it's really... Um, We'll just tie both into one and make it simple. So UFC 2, what was it, 276? 276. All right. Official recap, we did pretty well in our bets. Just a disclaimer, the um, the JLT parlay, what was it, a seven or eight fight parlay, came down to? Eight. One, two, three,
0: four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think it was nine.
1: Nine fight parlay with a push came down to one fight. <laughs> we lost one pick. Um Maniton, Nicole, like, yeah, we made it all the way. We made it to safe hedging distance, and we chose not to hedge because we're we're on the wrong side. We're living our brand. But let's uh, start with our main event first and foremost. Israel to sign a Jerry um, I do think we just basically uh, nailed this one like right. This one like basically we just nailed it like it's pretty predictable at this point
0: yeah super predictable i mean is he out of sanya we'll do we'll kind of roll a call out in here um because uh i'm done with this guy i mean obviously i'm going to be betting him still but as far (laughs) as like being ever being excited to watch him fight zero chance um the guy is a complete idiot like okay like we have i Personally, I'm sure you're the same. I have no problem with you if you want to go out there and fight a smart game plan and win fights and be like a, a long reigning champion that sets like records for title defenses. That's fine, like, but don't go out there and. All week and hype up the fight, how badass you are and how you're going to kill Jerry Cannoneer. Walk out with Jerry Cannonier's urn with his name <laughs> on it like you're about to murder the guy and then point fight for five rounds like it is it's embarrassing. And then he gets mad when people talk shit about him. So it's like, well, people wouldn't be talking shit like GSP and. Um, Nobody talked shit about him. He had a quite a boring style, but he never went out there and, uh, you know, said he was going to kill his opponent and, you know, carried their urn out to the <laughs> octagon. You know, he just uh, was a humble guy who got the wins, and people loved him for it. Like, you know, you say one thing, you do something else, you're going to get hate for it, and you can't complain like, oh, I fought a smart game plan, dude, Like blah, blah, blah. That's my best Izzy Adesanya um, impression, which isn't very good. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, credit to him. He won the fight he won it easily um, you know he got us one fight more on our on our weekly picks but uh, it's just he's, he's an idiot at this point,
1: right Yeah I think uh, I think the problem is he's become so popular with casual fans that there's a disconnect on what to expect out of his fights. We knew this had very high potential to be a boring fight like 95 percent chance this was going to be a boring fight. And maybe 5% chance that they were, it was going to be like a stand and bang, whatever. That's never going to happen again with an Israel Adesanya fight. So I think a lot of it is like the, the crowd is expecting something and the fans at home are expecting something like the highlight reel is good. The highlights are all there. But the last four or five fights have all been like this exact same way.
0: Yeah, it's like unless it's hard to have a good Israel Adesanya fight now because people are scared to go for it because they've been yeah. getting knocked out. And uh, if you don't go for it, he's very willing to just sit there and just pick and choose some weak strikes now and there, here and there, and outpoint you. So um, very few guys are going to be like Calvin Gassel and just be like a bulldog and walk through punches and get inside. Like, we haven't seen anybody else be able to do it whatsoever. I mean, I guess... Whitaker did a decent job at it in the second fight. He got absolutely mm-hmm. flatlined in the first one. But, um, yeah, it's just, I just have a problem with him just acting like he's this big, tough guy, and he's going to go out there and knock, knock people out and saying that, and then doing the exact opposite when it comes down to fight night. And for everyone blaming Cannoneer like, takes two to tango. Like, Cannoneer, he didn't go out there and talk all the shit like he was going to. Yeah. He, he didn't carry Izzy's urn to the octagon. <laughs> You know, he it's not on him. Like he went out there and did his best. I mean, he could have went for it a little more, but he also wasn't the one saying he was going to go for it all <laughs> week. So
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, this is really the paradox. And th- all this comes down to is you can't take the belt away from the guy until somebody beats him. So he can be as boring as he wants for as long as he wants. You can't there's nothing you can do about it, right?
0: Nothing. We need Yon to cut way to move down to 205 <laughs> or move down to 185 from 205 my bad. Um, but uh yeah, I mean, he's just getting crazier and crazier. The the pearls, <laughs> the uh the french tips the french manicure or whatever oh, he's got yeah, going yeah, on he's on another level it's like he's just trying to be as a fucking weird and i'm sick and tired of them letting him do these walkouts like ufc's been known yeah. for like no nonsense walkouts like it's just you get your song and you walk to the octagon and now they're letting him like you know recreate um what's it called the undertaker uh, yeah the undertaker and he he wears the goofy hat like the the what's the dude from um that video game. Oh the Mortal Kombat. Mortal one. Kombat. Yeah. And yeah, some the of them
1: walkies one time.
0: Yeah, Jabberwockies. It's like, come on. Like, just walk to the octagon. I'm tired of this bullshit. Well, Especially if you're not gonna go take him out. You're you know, you're the undertaker and you're not you're not doing anything. You're not taking him it, out.
1: It is interesting that they're like sort of bending the rules on who gets to do walkouts, like I will say the walkout was pretty, like, cool. It was unexpected. It was pretty, like, it was a good idea, I guess. Um, It would have been better if he would have knocked him out, but, like, I'm surprised they gave him the go-ahead to, like, carry an urn with the guy's name on it. Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, it was cool, but it's not cool in hindsight, seeing as he he did it. It's lame as hell in hindsight. Like, you just... You didn't. Why are you carrying out his ashes? He's he's fine after the fight. He literally
1: didn't even look like he sustained any damage. And that's exactly what I said about Brian Ortega's walkout when he had like the purge masks and stuff. And they were were all lit up like LEDs. And I was, I'm going to wait till after the fight before I make a decision on whether I like this or not. (laughs) And then he got his ass kicked, lit up like every direction by Volkanovsky. So. Disclaimer
0: I I fell asleep once again in the championship rounds. I've made it through three. I fell asleep for four and five this week. In the easy yeah. fight. Oh, yeah. I was fighting
1: for my life, dude. Well, I mean, I had so much. The people's main event was definitely the co-main, right?
0: Yeah, I was at the, uh, the San Bernardino Harkins once again. My guy <laughs> was there with the mullet. He was a. Uh, he
1: wasn't sleeping.
0: No, he was not sleeping. He was a little more subdued this week though than last week. He did come in. He made quite the entrance. I was I was worried he wasn't coming. It's was about fifteen minutes into past seven. He was a no-show, and he walks in with his uh, his hands in the air, screaming "Let's go!" and he got the whole place hyped up. He went and high-fived like twenty people. I think he knows all the regulars there, so I'm uh, I'm trying to become a regular over there.
1: Yeah, that's quite the uh, quite the quite the atmosphere for it. Um, I would like to hear his take on Adesanya. Yeah, um, it was a
0: it was a sold-out event at the Harkins. It was pretty
1: pretty well, wild. I, I think when you Holloway is so popular, and then Adesanya is so popular that i think it's just that it really was a stacked card top to bottom
0: yeah and a lot of the fights delivered
1: yeah for sure um Anything else you want to add to the main event here before we move on? Um, I Just throw out that Chris Pratt made fun of it, or complained about. It. He was yeah, that's <laughs> another is...
0: call out. Chris Pratt taking out, back his call out. Like, but isn't it funny? He pitch? was
1: he was only there to promote his show. Like, what what made him go <laughs> what made him go off in the media that out of sign is boring. I like it. I like it. I, I was
0: 100 percent in agreement with them. I'm not in agreement with them taking it back. You know that. I guess is there out of you must have complained. I don't know. Did he uh, he
1: tweeted he did a tweet of a uh, like of an early Chris Pat Pratt role where somebody hits him in the head with a keyboard in a, I think it was I don't remember the movie. It was a movie about like the I don't remember I think it was called Wanted or something. But anyways, Chris Pratt was like a side character and he wrote like you guys are just fans or something. I'm actually in there or something and so Chris Pratt responded like yeah, my bad.
0: Damn, Which lame. I, I, don't know, I think lame. it's a
1: fair I think it's a fair exchange because I think it's unrealistic to think that he's gonna like just go out there and get in firefights every time. Like we knew this was gonna be a boring fight. Um, you're right; he did put on all the theatrics and then deliver none of the goods. So, but he won the fight at the end of the day. But again, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I get, it is kind of lame though when people complain. Like they really, they're, it's not like they're in their fighting. But at the same time, yeah. For people who watch every fight, it's like okay, he, this is like the 10th fight in a row. He's carried on like. He's gonna really do something, and then yeah, he and just it's point fights.
0: I think my big thing too. It wasn't Marvin Vittori, where he's having to defend takedowns, and he had kind of a reason for it. It wasn't anybody who could give him a good fight. It was Jared Cannonier, who, let's be honest, he's a good fighter. He couldn't hang with with Adesanya. If Adesanya wanted to, he could have taken him out with
1: no problem. He was slightly more. Adesanya was slightly more aggressive in this fight than he has been in the last few, but. It's because there was no threat of anything, and he pulled back whenever he never went like went for the kill or anything resembling the kill.
0: Yeah, exactly. When you're you know when you're that when you're that many levels above your opponent, like and you talk all this shit, like go out there and get it done. It's not that it shouldn't have been that hard for him to do.
1: Yeah, but again, he kind of cruises another another defense. I mean, he's gonna is he's gonna continue to grow outside the octagon, grow in popularity. Although I don't know, some like the weird stuff might turn people off, but who knows. But uh, either way, like you said, I mean, next fight, he'll get gassed up the same way. He's going to knock out the next guy. Oh, him and Prayer is going to be the next fight, and that's going to be...
0: Yeah, he's going to get fucking starched, hopefully. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, we'll do a little preview of that here in a little bit, because we got to go over prayer too. But let's jump into the co-main event here, another title fight. Volkanovsky Holloway. the only pick we got wrong. Sad to say, probably the pick we both wanted to wanted to be right the most.
0: Yeah, this is maybe another case of... Uh, you know my my love for a fighter, um, kind of uh, influencing my pick and maybe being being Is it the though, wrong because pick because he
1: was almost a two to one. I don't know anybody that did wouldn't have thought that that w- it was a. F-
0: I don't, uh, yeah i mean everybody i i had listened to and whatnot was thinking it was a 50 50 fight a lot of people were i heard were giving the edge to volkanovsky but you know saying like there's value in holloway obviously because they've been razor close the two fights before um this one i expected to be another razor close fight like i talked about last like we talked about last week i thought holloway was going to go out there and knew he had to put like a stamp on it um and do a little bit more but um Man, Volkanovski was just so quick. He just shut down any offense that Holloway tried to, to tried to make almost immediately. Like it was crazy. Volkanovski just had Holloway's number on this fight, um, and and he got it done. I think you know maybe the uh, the lack of uh, sparring partners back, like when New Zealand was unable to like go to the gym with more than one person in it. Like I think that maybe hurt volkanovski a lot more than it did holloway holloway's timing yeah. might be a lot better naturally than than volkanovski's and with him being able to train like fully and spar throughout this camp like he was uh he was on another level and he really really dominated holloway just in every facet of the of the fight
1: yeah it was ugly and it was ugly fast volkanovski has no holes in his game
0: yeah i knew within like a minute that we were done
1: well, and Max is usually a faster starter. That's how the first two fights, especially the second fight, he got off to a really quick first two rounds. It was just ugly, quick, and Max just looked like he was. Ha- I don't. Do you think it's an off night, or do you think that Volkanovski's better, or do you think that Max is declining? What? What? Like, make like an assessment of what it looked like because it looked like a mixture of all three to me.
0: Yeah, I I, I kind of agree. Um, I don't know. Volkanovski looked better than he ever has. I mean, the guy is constantly improving. Like for being kind of older in age um he's making big strides in his game i think it's holloway i think it's more holloway staying the same or digressing a little bit um it's but at the same time that just improving like as much as holloway stayed the same volkanovsky's improved that much more so um volkanovsky looks like he's a lot of trouble um they say a lot a little bit about Both of them, there's talk about them moving up to 155. I don't think either of them do that well at 155. Um, Can you
1: imagine either of them fighting Charles Olivero? Like, it's just not a good matchup for anybody, right?
0: No, yeah, I don't think so. Although Max
1: did beat him once.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) right. But I I couldn't see him beating him now. I don't know. It's just Holloway, you you saw it in the Poirier fight. He's not big enough. Um, If he took a year or two off to, like, put on muscle, but does he really have a year or two at this point in his career to, like, take, timeout they hit harder um i don't think he's ever going to be a power puncher even if he puts on some weight so i don't know could he have some success yeah but i don't think he has championship success especially with like the wrestlers we're seeing coming up at
1: 155 yeah and like this fight did remind me a lot of the poirier fight where he was I was expecting like a late max rally, whether he got him back in the fight or he just won the fourth round or something. Like do you remember in that Poirier fight? He got he's basically getting crushed. Yeah and then he came back like late in the third or early or late in the fourth or something. And he had Poirier against the fence and he was just laying it on him, laying it on him. And I'm like Like he this guy's got a gas tank forever. He can like I mean, he can take a lot of damage. He's got an unlimited gas tank. Usually at some point he's able to at least turn the tides. He only won like one round in the Poirier fight, but that round, it, was, it looked like it looked like he had a shot to almost stop him. This was never in that situation. He, no. he was never. He, ne- he got nothing going ever.
0: Yeah, Volkanovski just controls the fight so well; it doesn't even ever seem like he's at risk of gassing. Like he's just like in control of the fight, fighting at you know whatever pace he wants to set. Like, and I, I, honestly, if they did move up to one fifty five, I think Volkanovski would have the better success. Yeah, he's very short, but. Um, He's like, kind of like a stockier, like squattier guy. So against like some of the wrestlers that are coming up at one hundred and fifty-five, I think he'd have more luck at defending the takedowns and whatnot with his like shorter, stockier build. But um, I don't know. I think there's tough a lot of tough fights for both of them if they if they moved
1: up in weight. Yeah, I don't like it for either of them. Last closing thought here: Does Max ever touch the belt again?
0: Mm, no, I don't, unfortunately. I mean, I don't, I don't see it. It's just, it's crazy because he beats everybody else, but. I don't know if he – he didn't look like he would beat everybody else last uh, on Saturday – excuse me, on Saturday night. But um, I don't know. Maybe Volkanovski's just that much better. It's, it's tough to say.
1: Yeah, it is tough to say. And he's, Max is also pretty young still too. He's like barely 30. So there's going to be a t- – there could be potentially. I know Max has actually had a longer career than Volkanovski, but there potentially could be a time when Volk is gone and Max is still around. But yeah. also in this hypothetical scenario, there's a bunch of people – that we don't that aren't even on the radar yet or are just on the radar they're going to be at the top of the division eventually it's this game moves very quickly you kind of have to like uh your window is short like if we look back and max is never the champ again it was like he was a champ for a decent amount of time and yeah. he, he was like one of the best ever in the featherweight division but i mean the window closes so fast that nobody thought like oh he'll never touch the belt again but now it's like Looking a lot more grim than ever.
0: Right, it's tough, especially at at these lighter weights. You lose a step, and like you saw, like it looked like Holloway lost a step, and then the difference between him and Volkanovski is like insane.
1: Yeah, and again, it could have just been an off night. We don't know. All we know is like the as long as Volk has the belt, I don't think Max is getting another shot.
0: Yeah, I Shouldn't. mean, I was I was saying last week, like, you know, if if Holloway loses, that's the only way we're going to see a fourth fight. But uh, <laughs> it doesn't, after that, I thought it would be another close fight. But after after what it looked like on Saturday, I, I doubt he gets another shot.
1: Yeah, all the questions got answered right.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: All right, speaking of questions getting answered, Sean Strickland, Alex Pereira. This was the one where I said, whoever's right is going to look smart, and whoever's wrong is going to look stupid. I took Strickland, you took Pereira. I look stupid, you look smart. <laughs> Let's go I, was right about, I was right and I was wrong. I was wrong about my pick, but I was right that whoever was wrong, wrong would look stupid. <laughs> so 50-50 there, one and one. Um, this in hindsight, I, I, not even in hindsight, it's, it's still too hard to say because it's a weird fight. A guy with like eight pro fights versus a guy with 27 or 28, and he's only lost to the best of the best. And he got starched in the first round. One thing I would say, though, is, like, he really did get lulled to sleep. Sean Strickland basically got lulled to sleep. And, like, everything that, uh, like, Pereira played, like, all his strengths, Sean Strickland just played right into them.
0: Yeah, Sean Strickland looked looked like an idiot out there. Like, he just got marched into his death punch, basically. Like, you know, he just, like... Lulled to
1: sleep, and then, like, he must have had... I don't know if... I I don't, like, I don't know what goes through fighters' heads, but they must really have irrational confidence
0: yeah he, yeah was that was his downfall here right just irrational like he thought he was a better MMA striker than Alex Pereira because <laughs> I, like because who knows why he thought that but he definitely thought that like he went out there he said he was gonna try it try to strike with him if he wasn't if he fell a little slow then he was gonna try to take him down or whatnot but uh man he just looks so bad out there too like I don't know he I think Pereira just kind of played it perfectly he kind of let him think that maybe he could stand up there he didn't do too much too quick and then as soon as he got the opening he took it he leveled him he hit Strickland twice on his way down with those insanely long arms like like boom boom and just he was out cold like um it just I, I, I like seeing it Sean Strickland I mean he's a funny guy but he's an idiot too and uh (laughs) yeah he's not
1: going anywhere i mean he's gonna keep fighting and winning fights but it's like
0: his like wrist when he fights too do you ever notice he like bends them backwards kind of like all weird yeah that's why i bet against
1: him all the time he his fighting style is disgustingly ugly it's
0: like how can you land uh, like a stiff jab or something when your wrists are bent backwards half the
1: time he does kind of like a slap punch too that's why he doesn't kill anybody like he talks about being violent but really he's out there like doing like patty cakes.
0: yeah he'd have trouble Killing a 125 <laughs> woman's fighter like yeah. the way he punches.
1: As far as like a, being like a, an analyst or whatever, there is something that sticks, sticks out to me after watching this fight that should have been painfully obvious. Sean Strickland blocks punches with his gloves. So yeah. wherever you're punching, he sticks his glove out to block it.
0: He like tries to like catch him, basically. Yeah.
1: He tries to put, the, put, his, put his glove between your fist and his face, and that's how he stops everything. For a guy like Pereira, who all he has to do is set you up and go around your glove... It's like, like he hasn't, he's been doing that against gloves that are the size of pillows. Like boxing gloves are huge and he's been getting around those. So looking back, like a, a left hook, it made all the sense to the world. I thought it looked like Strickland was like looking at the clock or something when he got hit with that left hook. He, he really got put in a trance, uh, like marching around the, marching around the octagon. But there was no question. Like he was completely out like a light when, uh, he got hit.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm interested to see uh, Pereira versus Adesanya. They got to book it now, right?
1: This is like the dream, right? This is what they wanted with Joe Duffy and Conor McGregor, the guy who would beat, yeah, the guy. Who, finally, an, an exciting storyline to to. Uh, and like I, I feel like Adesanya definitely. This is going to be a kickboxing match, right? It has potential to be insanely boring, but. Yeah,
0: it does. These guys could put on an insanely boring fight, but it could also we could see Adesanya get either outpointed or um knocked out i mean i don't think we're going to see any grappling i, I would highly doubt we see that go for some grappling so i think it's got tons of potential i really hope israel adesanya doesn't try to say he needs like one more win because that's <laughs> what it kind of sounded like before the fight like they had um yeah. uh what's his name their coach israel adesanya who's the, what's the coach oh, of city uh, kickboxing eugene Behrman was on mma hour. he was kind of like downplaying the fight happening like basically uh Ariel was just like you know if Pereira wins and Izzy wins like that's the fight to make right and he's like oh I don't know like he hasn't fought that much in the UFC like basically downplaying it big time so yeah because this it seems is it. like they don't want it to happen this
1: is it right because if Pereira fights like Marvin Vittori he's gonna lose right yeah this yeah. is it like it's a one shot like it's a like those guys, it's a, it's a timing, and it's a, it's a. There's no way they can pass this up.
0: No, yeah, I mean the UFC has to make it happen because you can't risk Pereira getting into a fight with a wrestler. Like even if it's not Marvin Vittoria, there's other guys that can wrestle him at the top of the division.
1: Like yeah, even I mean, like Derek Brunson would be a tough fight. Well, not Derek, because he'd clock him right away. Because Derek Brunson runs with his chin up, with his head up. But, yeah, but if he doesn't, uh, any, any other <laughs> any other guys that can have any takedowns at all. It's gonna to be tough for him.
0: Even Jared Cannonier could be a tough fight
1: for him. Yeah. Bruno Silva was a tough fight for him. So yeah. you have to give him other guys that want to kickbox because if they want to kickbox, then he's there all day. But if if they're actually gonna be able to take him down, like they may be able to give him some trouble.
0: That's right. Yeah. And it just seems like it's like if it does happen in pro wins the first one, it seems like we got trilogy on our hands type thing
1: yeah i mean i would definitely definitely give the edge to adesanya pretty significantly i don't know what the odds would be but he was I, winning both of the like the the funny thing is the backstory on those boxing matches is he did get knocked out and lose but he was he was absolutely dominating that fight and the first one was like a pretty significant robbery but at the end of the day it doesn't matter they got they got the promo they need the guy that beat out adesanya twice the weird guy from brazil like a brazilian tribe or something so yeah i
0: think the line was out on like I think there is a, a future out. Here it is. Um, FanDuel has it at plus 140 Pereira, minus 166 out of Adesanya. So it's pretty wow. close.
1: That's really close. Yeah. Maybe they know something I don't, or maybe they're impressed with the performance. I don't know. Um, that's that's really interesting. That's something to keep an eye on. Definitely. All right, then. Let's uh, zoom through the rest of this. Uh, well, I mean, maybe we'll spend some time on Pedro Munoz, Sean O'Malley. Um This was a push. We didn't get it right or wrong, although I do think Sean O'Malley lost the first round, even though it was just leg kicks. I think he was starting to pick up steam. I think he was probably ahead in the second round, and it seemed like things were going in his favor. Regardless, Pedro Munoz, whether he was actually legitimately hurt or not, I can't imagine being in a fight and getting your eyes scratched and like the panic that probably sets in like, I got to get out of this before they try to make me fight with one eye or like with a scratched eye. But regardless, that was one of the faster I, I I'm done uh, uh, for, eye things of all time.
0: Yeah, all these people hated on people for for saying Pedro Munoz was faking it. Like it seemed like he was faking it, like 100. percent After the fact, I mean, I, I'll admit I was I was in the <laughs> boat. I still think he might have scratched his eye back in the locker room after the fight to uh, to give him a, a real reason to be out of there because uh, he looked. It had all the hallmarks of I'm faking this to get out of this fight, like I get it, he wasn't losing the fight, but the way he acted immediately he just starts screaming like I can't see i I'm blind, I can't see, <laughs> and then the doctor comes in and he's like. How are you doing? He's like, I can't see. I'm blind. I can't see. He poked me twice. I he poked me, and then he's like, he's adding, like, he poked me twice, like second foul. So it seems like not only are you trying to get the fight stopped, you're trying to get your opponent DQ'd on top yeah, of it to get, get the, the
1: win. Trying to get the DQ win.
0: Yeah, it looked bad. Um, it turns out, like, yeah, it was a significant eye injury, but like the way he acted, like, and I get it, maybe he was panicking because he couldn't see, but yeah, he, like
1: imagine uh, that's not the guy you want to be fighting if like you do have a. Like, if you're like, oh, like you've been scratching the eye, the first two minutes is the worst part. Like, it feels like fire on your eyeball.
0: It was funny, though, when when the doctor first asked him, he literally had both of his eyes closed, the eye that was hurt and the other eye. (laughs) And he's yelling, his his eyes are both completely closed, and he's yelling, I can't see. It's like, no shit, your eyes are closed, dude. Try
1: opening them. Yeah, um, well, so let's go into the hypotheticals here that maybe he there was a a a bit of loss of confidence how much of it do you think could have been he came out and he won the first round with just leg kicks but at some point like you can't really win a fight off just leg kicks
0: yeah no it's like i think o'malley was starting to turn it up in the second round it seemed like he started landing more and finding his range and yeah i think that fight was going towards sean o'malley i mean i give sean o'malley round one and round two um on my scorecard for me personally you can't win around by just only landing leg kicks, not yeah. landing one shot to the head. I look at leg kicks as like you're investing in hindering your opponent later in the fight, not that you're actually scoring points in the scorecard. Like to think that you could just land 10, 15 leg kicks and win around and not punch your opponent in the head once seems kind of ridiculous, especially when O'Malley was checking the majority of those leg kicks. When he check a leg kick. Like Pedro Munoz could be taking more damage than Sean O'Malley, so how are you saying Pedro Munoz is winning off of landing 15 leg kicks when 10 of them might have been checked and hurt Pedro Munoz more? You saw there was actually more redness and swelling on Pedro Munoz's leg than there was on Sean O'Malley's, and he started like going to throw them and then pulling back because he yeah. saw Sean O'Malley was getting ready to check him. So to I don't I don't think you can score a fight really on leg kicks because like I said like if you're checking them. It could be damaging the opponent the person who's throwing him as much as it's damaging the person who's landing them. So for a judge to be like giving a you know a fighter a round based on strictly leg kicks doesn't seem right to me.
1: Yeah. Um the only thing I argue with that is I don't think O'Malley did land much in the first round at all. Um it was kind of a weird fight for him too. Like I don't think that, that was definitely not his best performance by a long shot either.
0: No, he did seem a little hesitant in the first round, but he landed at least he landed some punches to the head, in my opinion. I mean, um, yeah, I, I could, I get it why you would give Pedro Munoz the first round. I think it was a really close round. I think I'd give it to Sean O'Malley. One of the judges gave it to O'Malley. Um, I think the second round was for sure going O'Malley's way until the eye poke. And uh, the way the fight was looking, it looked like the third round was going to be more so O'Malley, like similar to the second round, if not more so O'Malley winning. So.
1: Yeah, it's just a, it's another weird outcome for a Sean O'Malley fight. Yeah, yeah, it's like he's cursed. It seems like. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, no controversy on Brad Riddell versus Jalen Turner here. Um, I think we both picked Jalen Turner, but we thought that this would be a close fight.
0: Yeah, I I wasn't sure really how I was gonna go. I thought it'd be kind of a war, but. Um... Brad Riddell, I think the wars are catching up to him. And you uh, got, yeah,
1: you said that last week, and I think you made a good point, and I don't even know if it got to the point where that even – he got stung, right, right off the bat?
0: Yeah, he got stung and then kind of just dived into a guillotine, basically, and Jalen Turner just locked it up immediately.
1: Yeah, Jalen Turner, I, I don't know if he'll ever realize his potential because we see too many guys that are just like freak athletes, and then it's just like they go on that one run yeah. where they maybe get themselves up there, but it just does never materialize. That may be more of the case than – I mean it's just yet to be I am not going to sit here. I don't remember I think it was Rogan's like, "Oh, you're one of the more interesting prospects." But well, we see this all the time.
0: I mean, he's huge though. He's yeah. 6'3".
1: He looks like it, he's got all the tools.
0: He's not a skinny, you know, usually at 155, if you're 6'3", you're pretty skinny like he's like pretty thick looking and and 6'3". Like he looks like he's going to be a huge problem in the division. Brad Riddell is not an easy out, but he made it look easy. So That was yeah, a fast fight. <laughs> definitely someone to keep an eye on. This is one where I was kind of like I like Jalen Turner on it. Like initially when I looked at it, I'm like Brad Riddell should whoop him. And then I start looking into it and it's like, okay, I like Jalen Turner, but I didn't like it that much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah, not like a Not, not a one minute fight, but it, uh, it was all over very quickly. Um, Robbie Lawler, Brian Barberina, I think we were right on with this one. Robbie Lawler's just a shell. I don't know if, this, if he's going to fight again after this or not, but he sh- really shouldn't.
0: He really shouldn't. It, it's time to retire, Robbie Lawler. If you're listening it's time to hang it up. I mean, not that I'm... Not the a, I'm, worst
1: performance he's ever had either, but... No, but
0: it, it, he had a great first round, right? And even started the second round strong. But, like, you got flatlined by Brian <laughs> Um It's definitely, like, you're sustaining some significant damage at this point. Like, you've already sustained tons of damage and you're just adding to it for no reason, basically. Like, I don't know, maybe he needs to make money still. I doubt it. He seems like he should be set up pretty
1: good. Not only is he sustaining damage, but he's from that Miletic camp in Iowa where they're just like yeah, notorious just for insane. For, yeah, hard sparring every day of the week. So the poor guy, dude. He's been through a lot. Um
0: yeah, he's starting to get like, you know, like Chuck Liddell type, like where he just he just gets knocked the out too just easy turn out, yeah. Because like Brian Barberino wasn't he was throwing like twenty-five percent punches for the majority of the fight. He was uh,
1: he was not in great shape either.
0: No. Yeah he was uh he was he got he took some huge bombs by Robbie Lawler and then just weathered the storm and then and then brought it to robbie who just stood in the pocket a little bit too long i think brian barbarina started landing some elbows and stuff and then just kind of switched it up a little bit and, and took robbie out so
1: yeah it got ugly fast and it's uh unfortunate you you just really shouldn't you've accomplished everything in the sport you don't need to be in there getting knocked yeah. out by bottom of the barrel guys
0: yeah yeah take a note out of uh Donald Cerrone's book, it's, uh, you know, go be an actor or something, right? Like, there's plenty of other things to do.
1: Yeah, speaking of Donald, Jim Miller, Donald Cerrone, um, this was a classic case of one guy's training and one guy's not. I don't care what the – where where they would be if you matched them up both at their peaks. One guy's training, one guy's not. The guy who's training is going to win by whichever way he decides to win. Jim Miller's a submission guy. Donald Cerrone has historically not been submitted, but he wasn't training, so it's like
0: – Yeah this was like I said like this was Donald Cerrone he wanted to retire right like he took this fight so he could retire he yeah. he had the fight with Joe Lozon got canceled twice um he didn't wait for Joe Lozon again and he just immediately took a fight like the next week or two I don't know if it was a week or two weeks ago but um and yeah he just wanted to get it he wanted to get it over with right his retirement yeah. so Jim Miller went out there he's Jim Miller says his goal is to fight at UFC 300 like he's obviously like very committed still and he's been getting wins against up-and-comers guys coming right off the Dana White Tuesday night contender series he's not just winning like old legend fights he's he's taking on all comers I mean not the top of the division obviously but he's taking on young guys taking on old guys and uh and he's winning more often than not so um yeah I I like Jim Miller a lot in this pick and he got it done
1: yeah like I mean just like I said the guy who's training is always going to beat the guy who's not training like that's it's just too the the margins are just too thin at this level. But I guess a small salute to Donald Cerrone I'm glad I don't have to see him on every other card anymore. Um yeah. he did he was around for a long time and uh he did uh have a lot of fights in the UFC.
0: Yeah, next up we got Ian Machado, Gary. Don't oh forget the Machado God. versus uh, Gabe Green. This one wasn't on our official picks, it was just on the fighters to watch, but um Regardless, I think we said we'd take Ian Gary if we were gonna make a pick on it, and uh, he got the win. He looked good versus Gabe Green. Gabe Green just looked like a, a human punching bag out there. But uh, yeah, he took on the wife's name. They're all Machado's now, apparently, or Machado Garys or whatever. But uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna roast him for it, although uh, I could. But uh, I heard
1: the backstory. I don't know, man. I just don't feel like uh, I don't know. I'm not like the, <laughs> the biggest hardcore elf in the world, but. Something to be said about taking your wife's name. It's just kind of strange. Yeah, why
0: couldn't the other kids take the Gary name? Why couldn't they just be like Machado Garys or something? eh, I don't know. I don't understand. I think maybe he's just... He didn't fully take it. At least he's not Ian Machado.
1: Like, (laughs) give him a break. (laughs) I think hyphenating your name is worse. Really? You'd rather him be Ian Ian Machado? No, I don't think it's worse. I think it's the same.
0: It's the same. All right. All uh, right, yeah, but we don't have to talk too much on it. I don't think he, <laughs> did he mention Conor McGregor? I don't know. No, they
1: didn't give him the microphone afterwards. It was oh, a pleasant surprise. Yeah. He didn't get a post fight, which is awesome. Thank yeah, God. they probably already knew. Yeah, they said you heard <laughs> this speech three times already. No <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Brad Tavares, oh, man, this was the fight of the night for me. Brad Tavares was Drake's pluses.
0: Oh, the ups and downs of this one.
1: Dude, is Dreykus Duplessis drunk when he fights? Like, or is he doing like the drunken sailor style? What is his fighting style?
0: I don't know, idiot. Like he com- <laughs> he comes out there, idiot style. Like, the only <laughs> yeah, idiot style. for real. He comes out there like he thinks he's a wrestler out of nowhere. Like he's never wrestled in his life. He's a South African kickboxer. He
1: suplexes Brad Tavares onto his own head for no <laughs> reason. <laughs>
0: yeah, he j- and he decides to wrestle for the entire first round and he gets dominated. Looks like he completely gasses himself and he uh, he was i mean people are saying like does he just fight better like guess, like he was 100% gassed but somehow like the dude's got a lot of heart and uh he's obviously drunk. yeah in insane shape cuz even though he was gassed he still took it to Brad Tavares like and then the second and third round he he, re, he remembered like oh yeah <laughs> i'm not a wrestler maybe i should sh- try that striking thing i've done my whole life and uh, and he took it to Brad Tavares even though he could barely stand up at times it looked like he was so tired he was like
1: he looked drunk, dude. He looked yeah. like he was wasted. He and looked like he was having trouble with coordination, with standing up, with st- like he would throw a punch and just follow through with his body and stumble.
0: Yeah, part of it is it looks like he skips legs days quite a bit. Like, and I think his upper half is so heavy compared to his lower half. Like, it's hard to when he gets that tired, it's hard to just stand upright. I guess, but uh, he got it done, man. And thank God because uh, we had a lot of investment in Dreykus. I I picked him in the league. I think we had the same league picks. Holloway same, let yeah. us. Let us down big time. Um, I'm cursed in the league. Uh, it doesn't matter what you know. For you guys that don't know, you got to make two picks in the league out of the card. Um, I could go nine and one every single week, and out of the picks, my two picks, one of them will be the one loser. Like no matter what, hundred percent of the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been a rough. It's been a rough stretch for me since I went from first to worst. Yeah, it years happens. back. But either way, yeah, Drakis, uh, I thought of the first round that this is, uh, now I look like an idiot, but this guy's in, like, he's actually insane. And Brad Tavares has an insane chin because nobody, I did, a lot of guys would not have been it. The shit he was landing, what the, f- that oh. was some of that stuff was just unreal, like power. And that guy's like gassed out stage to be throwing punches that hard and just landing them left and The combos were just, they were landing. Yeah, it was crazy. All right, uh, Uriah Hall, Andre Muniz. Uh, this is one we were all over. The odds makers were also all over it. Um, the only person not all over it was Terry telling me that um Uriah <laughs> Hall. I just dude, this is just I didn't even need to see the fight. I was just like, This is gonna be a typical He
0: falls for it every time. It's like But Uriah Hall do, is so like he's he could knock out anybody. It's like, well no, he can't because he hasn't. Like he, <laughs> because he like, won't. He doesn't. Like he literally very rarely knocks anybody out these days. Like he could maybe point fight, but like on that to said, Andre Meniz won. He won pretty s- easily, but I wasn't very impressed with his performance. He had Uriah Hall's back the entire time. The dude doesn't know how to sink in a rear naked choke, apparently. No, just arm bars. Arm bars. It's like, I don't know if he's just trying to set the record for most arm bars in the UFC or something, so he's like not enter- entertaining any other submission but arm bar. But it's like, if you're that good at taking somebody's back and... Just, like, go for the rear naked choke. That's the easiest submission to sink in once you have somebody's back. Like, why do you have to try and, like, uh, g- submit, uh, like transition to the arm bar? And it almost cost him a few. He, like, he'd wait to the end of the round because he couldn't like, Uriah yeah. Hall was ready for it, right? Like, Uriah Hall knew, like, once he gets my back, he's going to try and, like, transition from the re- from the back to the armbar. So Uriah Hall wasn't giving him any openings. So he'd just throw up a Hail Mary and try to do it in the last 10 seconds of every round, and Uriah Hall was ready for it. it would Just shrug him off and then land ground and pound in like. Yeah,
1: unnecessary damage. Yeah,
0: and, yeah, it was a dumb, I, I don't know. It seemed dumb by Andre Meniz, but he won the fight, so regardless. But, uh, yeah, overall, great card. Um, unfortunately, we had a, a sleeper. Andre or Israel uh, sleeper Adesanya—that's what we're gonna call him from now on—and yeah, other than that, it was a pretty uh, entertaining card.
1: Yeah, it was a good card. It was stacked and it delivered for the most part. Um, I don't think my uh, my uh, expectations were not exceeded. They were. They were. They were definitely. They definitely lived up to the card. It's good to have a big card like this every now and again.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was like. Yeah, definitely. It was a good card. It wasn't like overly insane it wasn't like it didn't underwhelm it was like the
1: stakes were high so it was like a, yeah a, it was a, it had the right amount of tension in it
0: yeah it was it was what you would expect except for the main event was i mean the main event is what we kind of expected but for a lot of people they were disappointed
1: yeah i mean i think that between that and like max holloway kind of not showing up that's too big yeah but, but at again. least
0: we saw like him get his ass kicked though yeah. you know it we was, saw a, some it was action. a fight it was
1: a fight. Yeah, definitely. So we'll wrap that one up and uh, leave that one behind us, and we'll just jump straight into our preview. Um, Not a whole lot going on on this card, unfortunately. Um, Great main event. After that, it kind of falls off significantly, although there are a couple nice spots here that we'll jump into. Uh, Let's jump into our main event, though. First things first, Rafael Dos Anjos, plus 180. Rafael Fazeev, minus 210. Interesting main event here. I would say that Rafael Dos Anjos looked... Not maybe career best, but rejuvenated against his fight against Hanato uh, Moicano last time he fought. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, he
1: definitely looked striking good. wise. He looked as good as he's looked in a long time.
0: Both of these guys are uh, are veterans of uh, cooking or of kicking uh, my boy Moicano's <laughs> ass. Um, so it's not good for Moicano when either of these guys are in the octagon. I mean, this fight, I, I really like this fight and. This is how I'm gonna split it up. Um, my parlays, I'm going with Fiziev just because it's the main event. We're gonna set him up to, you know, potentially hedge out. Like if you get there on your parlays, this is a hundred percent one you gotta you gotta hedge out on. But like if I'm going a straight pick, I like RDA a lot, uh, plus 180, um, five rounds. Uh, he's got an insane gas tank. Um, We've seen
1: Fiziev gas too against Bobby yeah, Green.
0: A, historically, he's got a pretty good chin, except for against Eddie Alvarez. Um, so yeah i mean i really like rda in this fight overall for like if you're gonna bet this one straight up plus 180 it seems like good value we got a guy who's tried and true he's proven out there in five round fights against a guy in Fazev. we excited gas for his bobby green Dosandros is gonna be able to to like put the pressure on him even if like Fazev like Dosandros, if he goes out there and tries to take Fazev down a ton then like Fazev's probably gonna gas right like um, it just seems like De just kind of has an advantage in this fight. Um, but, I mean, Fezab is, you know, a great striker. I could see him putting RDA out, especially if RDA has a bad cut. I think he's gotten better at his weight cuts, but um, you never know. So, like I said, I'll probably put Fazev at the end of parlays. This might be one that I completely avoid on the parlays and start it, like, with uh, Syed or Mega Madoff or something. Um, but, yeah, I, I like RDA on this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've kind of seen two sides of RDA. We've seen him not look so great at certain times, and we've seen, but honestly, his last few fights have all been pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, even against like some of the higher 170
1: fights, like that he lost, he still looked pretty good in him. I mean, it's interesting. I'm a huge uh, fan of watching Fazev fight. I think his style is one of the most exciting. Um, Yeah. We've never seen him go five rounds, and we've never, like, Bobby Green's a tough fight for anybody. He's just a weird fighting style, but. Fazev was gas, man. A lot of people gave that thought that Bobby Green won that fight.
0: Yeah, I kind of I thought Bobby Green won it too, but uh, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a good fight. RDA he's good at five rounds. Usually the people that beat RDA are superior wrestlers. Fazev yeah. isn't a superior wrestler, so um, and I don't know is he going to be able to like RDA is a big one fifty five. Is he going to be able to to stop RDA's clinch work and and wrestling game? I I don't know. A plus one eighty, I'm I'm willing to take a shot in RDA. Yeah,
1: I don't blame you for that. I think that's a I think that's an interesting matchup and a pretty good pick and a pretty good breakdown. So Saeed Miner minus three twenty, Douglas Silva de Andraj, plus two sixty five. Um I don't really have a breakdown on this fight. Douglas Silva de Andraj looks like a ninja turtle. Um yeah. guy's got a back three miles wide, but he is also a midget, so I think they're probably setting up Saeed Nermagomedov here to um, keep the Nermagomedov name uh, pure in the UFC.
0: Yeah, and remember we were thinking... Umar Nurmagomedov wasn't the one. I think Saeed Nurmagomedov is the one that's not actually related to Do you think be... I'm going
1: to be able to keep track of all these yeah. Nurmagomedovs? It's
0: crazy. How many Nurmagomedovs are there over there in Dagestan? <laughs> are, are there not that many and they just all happen to be in the UFC? <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. What's oh, the name of the... Uh, if that's your name, you have to fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it ends in Madoff or it. It's D-O-V. like if you were born with the last name Smith, you have to become a fighter. Yeah, right. <laughs> But um, yeah, on this one I'm going Saeed or Mega I mean, he looked very good in his last fight. His striking—it's um, better than Khabib's, obviously. Um, he's the one. He's like the striking specialist, right? He's yeah, the one that's he's like kind of karate-ish looking. Like, remember yeah. he had like a pretty crazy knockout, I think, in his last fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like him in this fight. I mean, Douglas Day and Silva Day and though—he's got a chin. He takes a ton of damage and uh, he keeps pushing. So like, I think it's an interesting test for uh, Saeed. But uh, overall, I think Saeed's going to win this. Um, this is one of those cards, though, where I could see anything happening. I think this might be one of those ones where you see a bunch of upsets. So who knows? But uh, I don't think Saeed
1: or Megamadov is going to be the one getting upset. So. All right. Chase Sherman, Jared Vandera. Um, Chase Sherman plus 165. Jared Vandera minus 195. Although Jared Vandera very much betrayed me in his last fight by letting get uh, bo- uh, Alexi Olenek Choke him out like an idiot. (laughs) I don't think he's going to lose to Chase Sherman. I just anybody Chase Sherman's fighting is going to win in my in my opinion. So um, either prove me wrong or. Um, I think you pro- I think you probably agree with me. Like Chase Sherman's head's just too big, right? To li- to win a fight, he's just too easy of a target to punch. Yeah,
0: I don't know, but Jared Vandera is just bad as well. We he's got so slow. We got a twelve and eight Jared Vandera against a fifteen and ten Chase Sherman. Like <laughs> this is like the ultimate like bottom of the barrel UFC heavyweight fight. Heavyweight like too. this might be like to decide who is the worst fighter in the heavyweight division, or maybe even the entire UFC. Um oh God, I don't I don't know. I just I hate to pay minus 190, or what is it? Yeah, minus 195 for Jared Vandera in a heavyweight fight. Like, Chase Sherman, we've seen him look okay at times, right? Like, um, I don't know, maybe not that good, but (laughs) still, like, we've seen Jared Vandera look like shit, too. They've lost to all the same guys. They've both lost to Romanov, looked like shit. They both lost to Andre Orlovsky, looked like shit in those fights. I don't know. I'm going to go with Chase Sherman. Roll Chase Sherman here. Um, I don't know. I think they're just both terrible. And uh, I'm just not paying minus 200 for Jerry Vandera. So Jerry Vandera, he has a size advantage over Chase Sherman. But uh, maybe Chase Sherman will be a little quicker to the punch. I don't know. Uh, it's the vanilla gorilla. Let's go. Two
1: terrible, terrible fighters. Yeah,
0: it's tough. This I I don't like this this fight. This is one, like, I'm not under any circumstance put on any parlays but if you're gonna make a straight pick like i don't if you're just like feeling like a degenerate at this point in the card then uh go with chase sherman
1: all right there you go how about this one jamie malarkey minus 230 it's michael johnson plus 195 is michael johnson back man i, I think he's back but he's back fighting but uh <laughs> i don't know if
0: he's back um, i don't know if he's fixed his uh absolute like choke job but um I don't know. This is a tough fight for him. I think I, I would love to pick Michael Johnson plus 195 here, but uh, Jamie malarkey dude's tough. Um, yeah, he lost to uh, Jalen Turner. Turner in his last fight, but he looked all right at like the end of the first round and stuff, and then he just got finished. So I, I like Jamie malarkey I like his style. He's a grinder, um, a wrestler. He gets it done. He's got a good gas tank, and I think with jamie malarkey the amount of pressure he's going to be putting on michael johnson over this fight like michael johnson is just bound to make a mistake at some point so um yeah we're going to go with uh jamie malarkey here
1: yeah the only guarantee is that michael johnson will at some point make a mistake
0: yeah exactly and especially against malarkey who's like a pressure fighter like he's going to be in there getting it done like yeah michael johnson has insanely quick hands yeah maybe he could finish jamie malarkey early but uh malarkey's got a decent chin he's going to be taking it to michael johnson and uh i think he's going to be using his wrestling michael johnson's got decent takedown defense and whatnot decent wrestling but uh i think jamie malarkey's just going to grind this one out and get the win
1: all right i like it here now we got uh david onama versus garrett armfield uh, david onama minus 645 david armfield plus 480 I believe this one's just on here because you wanted to give a shout-out to David Onama as one of our favorite fighters to watch.
0: That's right, David Onama all day. Um, He's one of our our favorite up-and-comers. So, yeah, we're going to be on David Onama on this one. We don't got to break it down at all because I don't know who Garrett Armfield is. So, (laughs) um, yeah, we're going with our boy David Onama, JLT Fighter of the Week.
1: Um, Also,
0: I didn't put this one on there, but Nina Nunes versus Cynthia Calvillo. We're going Nina Nunez on this one, right? Oh, well, Cynthia did like,
1: Calvillo's a favorite after, like, her last few performances? Yeah, yeah I don't get it. Like, she, I got, thought she was retired. Don't get me wrong. Nina
0: Nunez is not a world-beater. She's, uh, you know, she's definitely... She also looks like she's half out the door as well. Yeah, she's not Amanda Nunez. Um, she just had a kid, right? Like, um, so, but I think Cynthia Calvillo is just, like, unbettable at this point. So, like, if you're going to get an underdog money on, on Nina Nunez, I think... You got to take it.
1: Yeah, and I don't think who did who did, Nuna, uh, who did Nina Nunes. It's hard to. It's, it's been a while since she fought. She had a bad fight though. I thought she gave, she lost to somebody fairly recently, and it wasn't good. Um, Let's see. Her last fight was she lost to Mackenzie Dern by armbar, and she lost
0: to Tatiana Suarez before that.
1: Yeah, but that's that was a long time ago, and that doesn't count. But the Mackenzie Dern loss.
0: 2021, yeah, that was in 2021. Mackenzie Dern, 2019, she lost to Tatiana Suarez, but before that, she beat Claudia Gadelha, Randa Marcos, Angela Hill. But we just she's saw, on a little streak.
1: We've just seen Cynthia Calvillo like give up in her last few fights. I know, which
0: is like why I I feel like you can never bet on her. Like she's looked terrible. She just got crushed by Andrea Lee, right? Um, got beat up by Jessica Andrade, she lost the decision to Kaitlyn Chicagan, like. She just does not look bad. She doesn't look like she wanted to be in there. I thought she retired her last fight, honestly. I thought so,
1: too. That's why I'm I surprised. was surprised to see her. I'm almost positive favorite. she retired. Didn't she retire? Like, she retired in the, on, on the stool. She quit the fight.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I thought she, wanted, I thought she left her gloves in the octagon, but maybe not. Um, but, yeah, so Nina Nunes. We got, a, we got some underdog picks on this one. I, I like this one, though.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like that pick a lot. Um, I'm with you on that one. Um, Kennedy in versus carl roberson you got kennedy and check minus 135 carl roberson plus 115 interesting fight here carl roberson's a pretty solid kickboxer but he's kind of a chronic underachiever as well right
0: yeah exactly this is one i'm I still haven't decided yet so um yeah we'll uh let's talk about it a little bit so carl roberson yeah definitely like a kickboxer is striking is pretty solid but he's looked like shit recently he got he got knocked out by uh Khalil Roundtree wasn't that the the leg kick that the the kick pushed to the knee or whatever wasn't that versus Carl Roberson the Khalil Roundtree Oh uh, that just... was
1: not that was against uh that guy was from that was a uh no that that was a uh, Modestus. who was that let me just look
0: oh it. yeah Modestus Pekowskis right I think so I think he, no. Quite no, he flatlined Roberson, Round right? I'm sure
1: landed like an insane combo on Oh, body kick and punches. Yeah. Yeah. He he like violently took him out.
0: Yeah, yeah. he, he um, lost to Brendan Allen by submission, by an ankle lock. You don't see that very often. He's obvious. not good on the
1: ground. Carl is no. not good on the ground. Marvin Vittori guillotined him.
0: We're not going to see Kennedy who go to the ground, though. So um, Kennedy, he started off hot, right? He beat Carlos Oldberg um darko he beat darko stozik he beat danilo marquez in all clo- kind of close fights but he's lost his last two Do jung and uh nikolai Ner- Negmer Negermanu or whatever um but that was a a point deduction that I lost from that fight i think um i don't know kennedy he's got the length right he's kind of a tall rangy guy um
1: Yeah, he's kind of a bounce back guy. He usually does not have a great first round. Yeah,
0: exactly. I don't know. It's just this is a tough fight. I'm going to go with Roberson. We're going dogs, a lot of dogs on this one. We're going to go one more. I think Roberson is like the more skilled striker. It doesn't seem like Kennedy, he's been getting knockouts. It doesn't seem like he has a ton of power, though. He just like kind of uses
1: his length. Pretty timid, too. He doesn't really like to go after it unless he's got his guy hurt pretty bad. Like, yeah. Generally, that means the other guy has to gas out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the Danilo Marquez, he was getting dominated until and Danilo Marquez absolutely gassed. And yeah, yeah,
1: wasn't Marquez on his back for the entire first round? Yeah, like
0: standing. Like basically yeah, back, went, back into the whole yeah. first round.
1: And then Olberg gassed out brutally.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it doesn't seem like he finishes you until you gas out. So don't I think finish yourself. Yeah. Carl Roberson, he shouldn't gas. At least I don't I don't really see it happening. So at least not that soon. So I think yeah, Carl Roberson, we're gonna we're gonna go with him for the win. We got almost all dogs here. Um, and at
1: one point, Carl Roberson was a pretty highly regarded prospect. I yeah. think he has issues. He's diabetic, right? Doesn't he have issues with cutting weight or something?
0: I don't know. He's a waiter for a while. I think he went back to his waiter job actually recently.
1: Yeah, I think he has issues cutting weight. I think I think his his diabetes or something causes him issues cutting weight. I don't remember what the issue was. But, I mean, I think he was a pretty good kickboxer at one point. And I think he was – I mean, he had a fight with Marvin Matori not that long ago. He got guillotined, but – um, yeah i don't think he's got to worry about the submission threat against uh in this fight here
0: no definitely not he beat uh roman kapalov so
1: yeah, and, yeah i know he's had some some pretty impressive wins so yeah i don't mind him here as an underdog either so i don't think you can really go wrong in this fight i i just don't have a lot of faith in kennedy and check because of how he's not looked great in a especially early on in fights
0: yeah exactly so yeah that's all we got for you this week um a lot of underdogs we just took <laughs> what did we take we took one two uh two, three, four. Four underdogs out of our what like seven seven picks so yeah
1: dog heavy dogs are barking
0: they're not like huge underdogs really but um yeah i mean i think this could be a, a good week for underdogs so
1: all right you heard it there um yeah so we'll wrap things up then we will uh We'll be back to recap it all. Hopefully we get back on our normal schedule last week. The we uh, No more holidays, screwing us up and getting things all out of whack. But we'll be back next week to recap.
0: But we won't be back till Wednesday, so we won't be exactly on time because I'll be out of
1: town. I'm close. T- we'll be back close to normal schedule. Yeah,
0: and then after that we'll be
1: back. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. All right, well, we'll be back ne- next week to recap. And until then, enjoy the fights and good luck on your picks. Peace. <laughs> Yeah.